Hello. And welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. I don't know what time it is in your demographic location, but here we are actually near the midnight hour. And I was lying here communing in the spirit. How many of you know and understand that when you start communing in the spirit, you begin to hear from Ohio. The word of God says that we can only, not maybe, we can only worship him in spirit and in truth. You have to place yourself in the spirit world, in the supernatural spiritual zone. Let me tell you how I do that. When I commune with God, I see myself off the earth and in the midst of the clouds. And I can always hear. And when God speaks to me and he ministers to me, it's like I have a chair at a table in the clouds. I literally leave the earth realm and all that's transpiring around in the earth. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. So when I tell people, when I say I've been communing with God, that means I was in another atmosphere. Oh, I know, I know I may be sitting at my table on the sofa or even lying in the bed, but I have transcended into a spiritual realm in order to hear clearly from God. And I want to share with you what God said to me the reason I'm on this podcast tonight. He said, tell the people to repent. Tell the people to repent. Repent, repent before because the kingdom of God is at hand. Listen to me. You must hear this. There are a lot of people And I've been speaking on this pretty much all week because I've been receiving calls from people. They're going through emotional highs and lows. You know, when we heard about what happened to, you know, the the celebrity twitch and just something in an instant of a day, in an instant of a day, what a difference a day makes. And there are people who are being abruptly hospitalized. There are people who today they feel super fine. And tomorrow, all of a sudden, it's like suddenly. Now, last year, well, let me say not last year, the beginning of 2022, you know, I'm connected with the prayer line. And I kept saying to them, because God will always give me a word to carry through the year. And God kept saying, tell the people the safest place to be is in the will of God. The safest place to be is in the will of God. 
But this is why I got to share with you on this podcast. There are many people crying, Lord, Lord, but they're not in the will of God. And so, you know, when we pray and we pray and we ask God to dispatch angels and to cover us, God covers us even when we sinners, but he'll cover us even more so when we're saints because we're operating in the will. And the reason God said that is, is I need to share with people to please repent. I've been in prayer for people, several people that have been dealing with medical conditions and they have enlightened me. You know, just this week, I've been in constant prayer with at least three people concerning medical conditions. And I want to say this to people, the reason why I got to release this word Before I say what I'm going to say, let me add my disclaimer. Please filter what I say. Because I'm learning the more I release, the more I'm receiving resistance. And And I've had to ponder with this thing with God. I said, especially yesterday. Yesterday, I went through a process period. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need to talk to so, nobody after a phone call yesterday. I didn't need to talk to nobody, so I didn't. And, and, and I didn't call anybody. And this morning when God woke me up and I finished my morning absolutions, somebody texted me, but I had to still be still. I couldn't speak right then. God gave me a word, and I had to sit still. And, and notate what God was saying. But I need to share with somebody to please repent. Repent. Because things are happening suddenly. Let me say this. There are many people. See, this is what God has been showing me. They put their mouths on people. When they were void of understanding. Listen to me. Judah's spirits are on the rampage. Judah's spirits are on the rampage. They've been on the rampage. I was telling the lady yesterday, listen, all my life, I've had to contend with Judah's spirits. So I recognize them. Let me tell you something about a Judah spirit. They can come to you with smiles on their face. And all the time, they want to take your place. They backstab us. Let me tell you about a Judas spirit. Or when we talk about Judas in the Bible. They will sell you out. And you will think that they down with you. Because they sharing with you. I've dealt with Judas spirits when I tell you all my life. From a little girl. People have came against me. And didn't even know me. So I was sharing with the lady how in the ninth grade, this girl, she got a note, right? We in the gym. And we dressing out. Now, normally, my gym was different from my classmates because I was in the band. So we went gym at a different time. We mostly went to gym with the band members. But this particular day, This girl came outside of 
her PE time to approach me. And I don't know, you know, in your time, but in our time, we had to dress out for for PE and gym. So you got to come out the clothes you wore to school and you got to put on your shorts and your T-shirt. Now, when this girl timed me, she approached me. I'm in the ninth grade. Just between getting my regular colos off before I can put on my gym shorts and my T-shirt. Y'all got to hear this. And when she approached me, it's like it was abruptly. And she rushed up on me and put a piece of paper in my face. And she said, you wrote this letter and I'm going to beat you. I'm like, what letter? I'm trying to figure out what is she talking about? I'm trying to, and, and I didn't know whether or not to, to go ahead and put my, my clothes on because in case she tried to hit at me, I mean, I, I got to just fight in my panties and bra. I'm just, you know, you know, y'all know me. I'm going to tell the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And I don't need to put my hand on a stack of Bibles to do that because God is our secret judge. I look at the letter and I said to the girl, this is not my handwriting. And I promise you, I, w- I had tears in my eyes because it hurt me for somebody to put my name on a piece of paper and wrote to this person. I'm not going to call their names because they, they might be. I think they, they are my Facebook friend, but they know we went to school together. And they, and they said um, to this person, I heard that you was trying to mess with my boyfriend and I like this guy and he liked me and if I catch you with him I'm going to kick your behind and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and it was signed with my name I told her I promise you I don't I never wrote that I never saw that now eventually it evolved after about a week or two Cause you know, people kept turning me to there she go, there she go, she gonna beat you. See, she didn't she didn't do it right then. She presented that paper, and then she had a witness with her to say, yes, you did. Let me tell y'all something, and I can give you a, 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 a slew of stories like this. Somebody did something similar, they sent out invitations and said I would get married. They literally mailed out invitations in my hometown. They drove all the way to Mactown, which is Macon, Georgia, mailed these invitations out to people. I don't have one. But when I found out my boyfriend back then, he called me saying, what you trying to prove? What you trying to do? I'm like, what are you talking about? So he told me about these invitations that supposedly I mailed out. I Then one of my female acquaintances at the time, she said she got an invitation. But check this out now. All the people that got invitations were women that he was messing with. And I told him, I said, won't you think? See, sometimes people don't stop to think and make it make sense. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. I said, my granddaddy lived there. I said, all my classmates that I was close with that still stay there from school. My relatives, my cousin. We two grandma, sister, children. 
None of these people, I said, think about it. None of these people got an invitation. Don't you think if I wanted to convince somebody to prove something that I'm literally finna marry you, why would I just pick three, two, let me see, it was two women and, and the girl that I used to hang with that hung with his girlfriends and me too. She hung with all of us. Why would I just choose them? I said, I want you to think about this. But see, when he first, when he was first given the envelope, listen to me, y'all got to get this. Because Judah's spirits are cunning and they will make you think they loyal to you. And you get in a danger zone with God. This young lady, when she was older than me, he's, I come to later find out how he found out. She timed it. She went to her mailbox, took the letter out with the postage stamp, metered all the way, mailed with Macon, from Macon stamped. Stamped from Macon now, but not my address. Make that make sense. And he and then in the bed because he done stayed the night with her. And then she tells him, oh, you ain't tell me you and your little girlfriend get married. Now, this the way he relaying it to me. But he left out the part he was in the bed. I later learned that from somebody else that knew when she told them. Listen to me, y'all. This man calls and he jumped in my case. And here I am again. And I'm and I'm, when I'm telling you, I got stories on top of stories on top of stories. How people have set me up. How they've set traps for me. For people to come against me. And the sad part is these people, they never got to know me. They just went by what somebody else said. And that's how people get in the danger zone. Because, see, that's why I'm saying these Judah spirits. The Bible says that touch not my anointed. People don't know who they put in their mouth on when they taking sides with somebody. Let me tell you what a Judah spirit will do. See, when Jesus sat right there with Judas, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. And he washed his feet and he he openly said, one of y'all is going to betray me. See, you'll know if you're not distracted. Listen to me, because this is what distractions will do. When you're caught up in a wounded place yourself, when you're caught up in dysfunctional relationships, when you're caught up in your baby mama drama, you'll get distracted and you'll go along with a Judah spirit. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. So what Judas did, he's sitting right there. Now Peter said, who gonna do that? We're your disciples. Hello? Surely that will not be one of us. We down with you, Jesus. We your disciples. And this is the biggest trickery about a Judah spirit. In order to make certain that the Roman soldiers apprehended the correct person, Judas had already plot and planned. He didn't say, I'm going to slap him. He said, I'm going to give him a kiss. The one whom I kiss, that'll be him. But this is the danger zone about being a Judas. 
There's a lot of people committing suicides. And I'm going to tell you, this is what God been dealing with. And I'm telling you, you got to hear this. A lot of people been asking God to take their life. A lot of people been voluntarily taking their lives. And so, you know, when I get in the, in the, in the, in the, in the realm and the spirit and, you know, and I'm communing with God, I say, God, give me what to tell the people what's going on in the world. And God said, they carried a Judah spirit. And see, the downfall of Judas, he sold like Jesus. And it, and it wasn't for no millions and trillions of dollars. Listen to me. You must understand this. Because people trying to come against people for some, some breadcrumbs. And they going to end up in the jailhouse or in the graveyard. And now, so for some breadcrumbs, nobody, nobody hurt Nobody's life should be more important for some breadcrumbs. It's not that serious. But see, what Judas sold like Jesus is only because the Roman soldiers wanted him. He never did anything to come against Judas. The last thing he did, he, 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 he supped with them and he washed their feet. But see, with the turmoil inside of Judas... See, this is what people got to get this message. When you do something to hurt somebody else, when they leave here, when their body departs from their spirit and their soul, especially like Jesus, he was the son of God. He said, and don't be afraid of people who can kill your body, but them who could kill your soul, your body and your soul. When your soul is right with God, whatever happens, your eternal life will be in a good place. And that's what people miss trying to hurt people. You can't kill nobody's soul. You cannot kill their spirit. It's going to descend. They will still live everlasting. That's a whole nother teaching because that's how I, I teach to heal people when they're grieving. But listen to me. But Judas, on the other hand, and it's a young boy I saw on Facebook. He said the same thing the other day. He said, I sold my soul to the devil. He said, and since then, I've been tormented. See, when Judas sold Jesus out, let me tell y'all something, and this thing ain't real, and you need to get this. Sometimes it's a spirit that'll wrap over you, a darkness of your own death that you ain't never experienced. You ain't never, see, see, that's why you can't play with evil. You can't play with doing evil deeds because you may feel normal now and you feeling normal with your revenge for way just like Judas. But after Judas sold Jesus out, immediately, listen to me, immediately after he did it, he wanted to give back that money. He was like, no, I, I don't want it. But they wouldn't even receive it back. They would not receive it back. And he still ended up taking his own life. He couldn't stop himself, y'all. You know why? Because he had dug too deep in darkness of evil. And for him selling out the Christ, 
he ended up taking his own life. Listen to me. No matter what you think you're plotting, you're planning, whether you succeed even, I know this because God been showing me this about people. They going to see a darkness that they never experienced. And it's making a lot of people take their own lives. It's making a lot of people take their own lives. Listen to me. Repent. Repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. Many people got broken down and they ain't been able to get back up because they're holding and harboring. Let me tell y'all something. I don't think I have met a person and I'm not trying to be biased. I'm, I'm being totally honest. I don't think I have literally face to face met another human being that have not, that have gone through. Let me see. Let me, wait, listen, listen, listen. I don't believe that I have ever met. I'm trying to process my thoughts and make sure I'm being legit. But I met a lot of people who've been hurt. I met a lot of people who've been wounded. I met a lot of people who've been scarred. But to sit here and tell you, I can't think of nobody who have ever shared their testimony that was hurt wounded, scarred, and broken worse than me. And sometimes, you know, sometimes my kids used to act like, you know, I don't have no empathy for them, but that's not true. What I tried to teach them to understand, listen, if the same God brought me out of a thousand scars, let me tell y'all something, I've had some serious hurts and wounds. Because see, when an anointing rests on your life, you're going to experience different attacks than other people. And when I start recognizing and realizing, like I say, my very first attack, it started in the first grade. Well, it really started before then. But that's when I started going to school, I stayed under attack all the way through. That's why I say I got hundreds of testimonies where people would approach me to fight me for reasons I never understood because they picked, picked me out. They just, they just came just to pick me out, to pick on me. They would pick on me all the time. And I was the one going to school trying to be happy with people, giving them, sharing with them, just like I, I do now as a grown-up. I will pour out the value and not even give it a second thought. But I got to tell you all this tonight because it's burning in my spirit. Repent. Listen to me, whatever you're holding. And this is the thing I know. If people just give God a chance, that's what I had to do. And I know if he can heal me from parental hurt, from sibling hurt, from auntie, uncle hurt. Some people just been hurt by pretty much one or two people. Let me tell y'all something. And this is not to put no shade and no spotlight. I told somebody the other day, I said, all my life. I had to fight against people that came against me. I just, I've been saying this. This is the third person in a week I've had to say this to yesterday and again today. Two, three people last week. I said, you know, and I'm at this age and stage. I never thought, though. You know, when you pour into your own seed, 
that you never think you got that this struggle to be against you with them. You always feel like the way you raise your children is to no matter what, to honor, love, and respect you as a parent. And I taught my children, even if they daddy didn't raise them, to love them too. I taught, I taught them, if they tell the truth, to never disrespect your daddy, even if he ain't in the... Because I raised them. All except for one. And that one child, she was raised in another place in city because of something that tragic happened to me. And that was from the time she was three years old. But this is the point, though. In spite of all that I went through, I didn't harbor hatred in my heart because I knew God. I harbored hurt, but I didn't harbor hatred. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. I harbored hurt, but I did not harbor hatred. I never desired anything to happen to my mother to my daddy, to my sisters, to my brother, to my aunties, to my uncle, to my cousins. That's not, my heart is not, my heart is not created like that. And I was hurt by all of them at some case point. I'm just saying, even my own children have hurt my heart. But hurt is never an excuse to harm hurt is never an excuse to harm I need to say that one more time hurt is never an excuse to harm and especially let me add this to people who acknowledge they love God you love God you don't love God what's wrong with you I love God and so when you say you love God then you know that God is a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a restorer. He's a transformer. And I'm a living witness. And everybody on my journey, I don't harbor no nothing in my heart against them. Everybody. I love, when I say I love everybody, I mean it. They didn't take no skin off my back. I'm not suffering. I shared with my spiritual brother not long ago today. I said, let me say this to you. When I wrote my last book, I republished, released it. It's 10 practical P's, P words to promote prosperity. It's on Amazon. I said, I'm living in prosperity. He said, oh, really? I said, yes. Because God is meeting all of my needs and some of my wants. And when you can say that and then your heart is at peace because you ain't hating on nobody, you're not mad with anybody, even though all these people don't hurt you, if I want to stay stuck and wallow in that hurt, I can. Let me tell you something about hurt. It's, it, it's just like the devil. It will always stay available. But see, one thing I know, God is always available. And like my grandma used to say, God sit high and he look low. He sees and he know. She, she used to tell me, she said, Alfreda, I said, Mother, you ain't worried about it. when you going to let us go. She said, mm-mm, because God see God see everything you do. My grandma didn't get in no car and come look for us because she didn't drive. She didn't follow us nowhere. Listen to me, y'all. 
And I often used to wonder because other people's parents used to check up on them. My grandmama said, God see you. He know everything you do. I don't, I don't have to do that. But see, the moral to it is this, everybody. There's a Judas spirit that's plaguing this land. And the enemy is on a rampage. And if he can keep you stuck in your hurt, desiring to harm, he's pushing people to create the act of Judas to themselves. You need to relinquish. Even if you're hurt, like I tell people, don't listen. You can't just throw trash in in your sink and just leave it there. You can't just throw hurt out the window because I'm saying to do it. I get that. But in spite of, again, all my hurt, I never desire harm. You don't have to desire harm when you hurt. Now, what I recommend for people who are listening to this podcast that's hurting, I make myself openly available to WDGS.org. Go to my website page. God has given me a strategic plan, a step plan on how he allowed me to heal. And I offer this plan free, available, free. Now, I can't I can't wrestle against people who don't who pride get in the way and they don't want to humble themselves to receive the impartation and the implementation of that plan. But it's available if you allow it to to make it applicable to your life and implement it. I'm just saying it's available. There's no excuse that you have to allow the death angels to come and capture you like they did Judas. Because either way it goes, the word of God is prophetic within itself. And one thing the word of God says, if you touch e-glory, high glory, you got to get this part. If you touch my anointed, you would rather listen to this. Y'all got to get this because God is not a liar. And if he said he going to make sure it happened, he going to make sure it happened. Not because he's a mean God. But he going to honor his word. So he said, if you do that, you're going to rather you had to put a millstone around your own neck and cast your own self into the depths of the sea. Now, for those who may not know what a millstone is, it's a big old, big old heavy piece of metal. It's big. And they usually be about three feet high and two feet wide, and it's nothing but solid metal. And if you tie one end around your neck with a rope and tie the other end around that millstone, and you are dropped in the middle of a sea, let me tell you something. You'll be down there where people can't find you. That's how deep it is when somebody thinking about hurting somebody that's anointed 
And that's something I don't believe in playing with. That's why when people used to come to me and tell me things, and then I got to first find out this person for myself. I'm not going along with nothing nobody say. I don't care how many crocodile tears they cry. I got to try the spirit by the spirit and see if it is of God. They can shout. They can run all around the church. They can act any kind of way they want. But one thing God taught me from a young age, when he said, touch not my anointing, I said, well, God, I don't know, but who is anointing? He said, that's right, you don't know. So the best thing to do is to know a person for yourself. First, you need to find out this person for yourself. If you went along with something somebody else said and you mistreated somebody, you need to repent too. All I keep hearing God say, it's time to repent. And ask God to forgive you for putting your mouth on people in the wrong way. For cloaking with people who deceive you. That came with Judah's spirits. I'm just saying. Now is not the time. Let me put it plain and simple. Now is not the time to listen to nobody say anything about somebody else. It don't matter who it is. If it's not something right, pray about it. I just shared that with my own birth, birth mother last week. I said, you know what? I'm just sick and tired in my own family. You know, I, 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 if it's not something nice and pleasant, I'm at a place in, in right now. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to talk about it. I said, because you know what? This atmosphere should have been changed in your generation. But this is what this is what the family have came to. Don't nobody want to talk about nobody or among nobody unless it's something negative. I, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to participate. And sometimes you got to take yourself out of the equation, even with people you love and value. You just can't be a part of that. Because you're in a danger zone when you're placing yourself. Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. That's all I keep hearing God say. Tell the people to repent. Ask God to come into your life, creating you a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Ask him to forgive you for anything that you have said as well as done. Forgive you for, for your secret sins that make you sick. See, sometimes that I glory. Oh, that hit my spirit then. I had to speak in an unknown tongue. Let me tell you what God just said. A lot of people not sick because of somebody hurt them. He glory. He said a lot of people are just sick because of their secret sins. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Some people just sick as, just as sick as their secret sins. And they don't have anything to do with what somebody else did to them. It's time to purge. But you know, when people got secret sins, that's what they do. They 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 camouflage. And, and, and blame it on somebody else. Oh, God, I thank you. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. It's time to repent. Ask God to come into your heart. To change it. To ask God to bless you with a sweet-smelling aroma. Ask God to create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Not a revengeful spirit, but a right spirit. Oh God, I thank you. I know this message is released because I keep sensing somebody getting ready to self-destruct. 
Many people, let me put it that way, many people are getting ready. Thousands. I see thousands. They're getting ready to self-destruct if they don't take heed. Let me tell you something. You know how I overcame? Let me leave you, drop you with this tidbit. I laid on my face. I didn't have time to keep wallowing in my hurt. I surrendered. I humbled myself. And and let me tell you, when it first started, I laid on my face in my bathroom. I went in there. It was in the summer. It was hot. And I laid there, and I just began to just cry out to God. And I found myself down there on that bathroom floor for six hours. And they could say from the sixth to the ninth hour. (laughs) I was down there for six of them. And I just cried. And I just asked God all kind of stuff to just take it out of me, God. I said, Lord, I'm tired. I don't want to live with this type of hurt. I don't want to live with these people that done keep hurting me. And at the time, I was in the process of just going through with my second husband. And, and, and I had just got information from somebody because me and him supposed to be rekindling and trying to make it work. And he had invited me on a date. And I was reluctant. I kept saying, no, you ain't ready. You ain't changed. You ain't ready. So he, oh, I promise, I promise, I promise. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And how many of you know when you give somebody the benefit of the doubt and then they turn around and they take that benefit and they still hurt you even the more? So then this girl, she she called me. She said, I thought you said that you and your ex, you know, was going to go out for dinner and all this. And I could picked out my outfit, you know, got my hair and nails. You know how we do. Okay, we trying to do the impress to do, you know, and then I'm trying to make score, score points. Okay. And I said, we are. I said, we supposed to. I said, but I don't know what done happened. I said, it's 2 o'clock. I hadn't heard from him. I texted him. I called him a couple of times. She said, girl, well, let me tell you. She was from my hometown. She said, he down here. And he was at, because there's another girl that was real popular at the time. She transitioned. And they said, oh, he down here. And he, she said, he with so-and-so-and-so, this girl. And I said, well, I don't know her. She said, well, I think they, because they like a couple. They down here to the front of her together. I'm thinking in my mind, wait a minute, hold up. Hold up, wait a minute. I said, what? So, you know, after I got off the phone with her, and I was going to make this short, but I see it got a little lengthy. I really started blowing up the phone. Like, where are you? I mean, we got a date scheduled for, for, for you know, 3 o'clock. And then the girl called me nine two, and I'm thinking like, well, maybe he'll still just, maybe he just decided the two time was he gonna go to the funeral with her, still coming and take me on a date. I'm fully dressed, so the time y'all know how the time will go by. Oh my God, when you think you dressed up, fixed up, and ready to, you know, move up, you thinking, I'm thinking, okay, it's on and popping. So okay, the next thing I know. It's 4 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock. And it's in the summertime, so you know it's bright in daylight. It's 6 o'clock. I don't make several calls, texts, all this good stuff, all them, them, them next three, four hours. And then reality hit me and said, you know what? You know he not coming. How many times you done been through this? I said, but, but God, then we get to talking to God. We take that drama to God. 
I'm just saying, well, I did. Let me speak about me. So nobody don't get offended. So I took that drama to God and I said, God, God said, but didn't I tell you, you already got divorce papers. I said, but God, he asked me to just give him a little time to get himself together. God said, see, you still going by what he said. You, 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 you forgot what you said. You asked me to release you. And now you, you sitting on the papers that's already signed, but you still get, let him try to control your emotions. I said, well, God, what do, must I do? Because I'm tired of this him hurt. Because make no mistake, I don't care what anybody may say. When you marry somebody because you think they the ones, and you find out that they not the ones, oh, you going to hurt if you human. Hello? And some people, y'all, sister girls, some of you all, you know, you don't have to be married. And it'll still hurt. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really keeping it to the real raw. And that's the only way I know I've been like this from a little girl, okay? Big mouth and all. But you know what? While I was talking to God and I was sitting there in my head of den at the time. And God said, you know what? You're going to stay stuck if you don't let this go. And I just walked back to my room and I I started taking off my little cute clothes. And I went in the bathroom to wash my face and I was looking at myself all cute, thinking I'm cute, made up. And I just broke out and went to crying and that's when I just fell on the floor. And I just said, God, just please take all this hurt out of me. And I just went all the way back for as I could go, y'all. Just take it out, God. I'm tired of hurting over and over again. I'm tired of being, I I know somebody could understand where I'm coming from. I'm tired of being a nice person and people treat me nasty. I'm tired of going all out my way. I'm pouring out. I'm feeding all these pearls out. And and then I'm giving out because everybody knew. Everybody did did nobody mind helping Alfredo when she moved. All the many times I moved because it was always going to be a giveaway. And I gave away good stuff. I didn't give away stuff. I gave away stuff that most of the time looked still brand new. And some of it was new. Never used. Comforters. Curtains. And I would feel like, why people always turn around hurting me? Why they plotting and planning against me? Now I'm good and grown. This stuff been going on all my life. But I'm going to tell you, that day on the floor, I got deliverance. I got deliverance. I had to purge out. I repented because I always repent when I pray. And I do that from the top of the prayer. After I thank God and give my thanks and greetings to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, then I repent. And then before I make any requests known, that's my protocol. But I'm going to tell you something. I learned something that day. That if we want to be set free, people, we can be set free. We don't have to keep walking around with no hurt in our heart. God is bigger than all of our hurt. If we say we know God, we say we love God, listen to me. This you must know and understand. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that you can ask or think. Now, I want you to meditate on that. 
See, that's when you get in the clouds. If God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, and I tell people my mouth can ask for a lot of stuff, all that you can think, and my mind can think a lot of stuff. He said he able to do above and beyond all of that. Give it to him. And this is what I used to tell people. I said, when I think like that, let me tell you something. God will blow your mind. He will make you love those that hurt you. He will make you do good by them that say all manner of evil against you. He will, he will, he will, he will make you. Because sometimes you're going to wrestle with it. That's why I say, but he will not fail you. When you really want to get in a good place with God, let me tell you something. As that song used to say, feet don't fail me now. People be out there, we used to be on the dance floor. One nation on the feet don't fail me now. We just keep dancing, sweating and all. But let me tell you about God. He won't let you fall. When you want to be kept, he will keep you from falling. When even though you hurt, you don't want to harm nobody. God will heal you. Meditate on them three words. Hurt can be converted into being healed. You Hurt can be converted into being healed. Stay away from them thoughts of harming. Now that's something like I said, I didn't practice. Because I was the first one to say, God, I think I'm, I think I'm strong enough that if the hurt got to fall on me, you will heal me. And I could trust God to heal me. So I always prayed against those who wrongfully persecute me. I, I asked God to bless them. I said, God, bless them people because they need to be loved just like I did. But teach them how to love you. And teach them about your love. Because every human being, every human being, and I'm saying this, and you can quote me on this. Every human other being, love is fallible. What that means? That means they can love you today and hate you tomorrow. I learned that. So I put my trust and confidence in God. And even the people that lay in your bosom. And I had to learn what it meant to love God with all your heart, with all your might, and with all your soul. And then what God said, and then I will guide you how to love other people as yourself. But you first got to love me all the way live. There ain't no in between. You must know that nothing shall separate you from my love. And when you master my love, our freedom, then you will learn how to love yourself and love others and love your enemies. Okay? <laughs> I did not expect this podcast to extend this long, but I'm telling y'all, listen, I was in the spirit and God brought me out and this is what he led me to do. Hopefully, hopefully, prayerfully, that somebody will repent and turn, turn and trust God to heal your hurt. And ask God to rebuke any thoughts to harm. Trust the process. There's power in the process. That's another book I have. You really should get that book because that book has three chapters, mind, body, and spirit. Trust the process. You may bend, but you won't break. 
If you trust God, you'll bend, but you won't break. Oh, I did a lot of bending. But see, the faith, the faith, the faith, according to your faith. See, if you believe God can heal your hurt, he will. But if all your mind thinking about is is dwelling on what somebody did to you, then you can't believe by faith that God can heal you. Oh, I I got to put a pen in this podcast. Listen to me. Repent. Repent. Repent for everybody you ever hurt, everybody you ever spoken every ill word against, everybody you even thought desired to do harm. Repent because the kingdom is at hand. And the darkness of the death angels are coming to attack Judah's spirits. And if you fall guilty, listen to me. Let it go. Desire to want to go places, see places, do things, enjoy the finer things, the enjoyable things in life. God can heal you. You just must trust him. And if you love him and you say you know him, you will trust him at his word. And until the next podcast, have a wonderful, blessed, beautiful 8 a.m. in the morning. I may go ahead and release this when I finish. Sometime I put it in my docket and put it on hold. May wait till the break of day. I don't know, but I'll be led by the Spirit. That way I don't fulfill the flesh. But until the next podcast upload, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your life. Meet all of your needs, even the things that your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health as you heal. As your soul prosper and be in good health and heal. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God bless. Bye for now.